Live from Perth, Australia, and broadcasting around the world, you're listening to The O Show with your host, Oren McCory. The O Show is a no-nonsense podcast bringing you the best advice on training, mindset, and nutrition to supercharge your efforts in the gym, the kitchen, and most importantly, in your head. Don't forget to share this episode on your social media. Now, let's get to it. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode of The O Show. This is a special one, guys. It's episode number 10, and we're coming at you with a new quality sound. We've got a new mic in front of, in front of me here. We've done new artwork this morning, and we, you'll also have noticed we've got a killer new intro, which has all been done today, just in time for episode 10, which is with my man, Tony McAlevey. Tony, welcome to the podcast, man. Thank you very much for having me on. You must have done all that for me, did you? Getting That's the, it, the artwork... I knew I had a true, true Nuri superstar and I caught on, so I thought I'd have to up, up my game, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, oh, fuck, all for me, all for me. This is great. Like, no, that's absolutely class. Thanks very much for having me on. I really appreciate it. So if anyone doesn't know Tony, Tony is a PT and online coach from uh, Nuri, which is very close to my hometown of Restraver. Um, and Tony came on my radar about a year ago. I think somebody signed up for my online coaching. And when I asked them, somebody from back home, I was asking them, um, so why did you sign up? And they were like, oh, it was either you or Tony McAlevey, um, you know, the firefighter guy. And I was like, I don't know who that is because I'll be honest, I'm out of the loop over there. And I kept hearing the name pop up every so often. And then I was home at Christmas and I was in uh, training in Carl Bruins' place in the point. I was talking to Dwayne Carlisle and I was just like, Man, who's the real big, who's, who's making an impact around here? I want to just follow people, trainers from around here. So that's, that's Tony, that's whenever I followed you. It was just before Christmas. And I think I reached out to you saying, mate, it's awesome to see you're doing so well and everything's going good. But it seems like since Christmas, things have like leveled up again for you. So at that time, you were like the firefighter. Um, you've now gone fully online with your, your training, your coaching, and it's, it's went next level. So... Um, let's give, give a bit of background to you because obviously I've only known you for the past few months, even though I knew a bit about you before. So for anyone who doesn't know who you are, um, let's just give a bit of background to you and your journey. Yeah, 100%. Uh, look, I'll dive into this from the start. I'll not go back to fucking straight coming out of the womb, but we'll go, <laughs> we'll go, for, the, we'll go for the basics here. Uh, normal enough, uh, got picked on in primary school, Basics enough, moved to secondary school, was slightly was one of these kids that rebounded, was really like sort of getting chubby, then went to like the extreme side of like skinniness. So like bounced up and down. So I actually know what it's like to be called fat, but also be called really skinny. It's a weird yeah. thing. So eventually I sort of I was never sporty. Like it just was not my thing. Like I played Gaelic, I played all sports, I was absolutely useless. Right. So the thing is the gym just sort of naturally came to me then because I was like, fuck, do you know what? I can get good at this. It's a sport you can start late and actually pick up. So I slowly like moved to that, and then I've done everything you can think of. I've done keto. I've done absolutely every stupid diet just to try it out. That's the way I worked it. Uh, never really thought that I would make like fitness a career. Uh, just sort of always done as a passion, and uh, my sort of always ideal was that I'd just study it, and because I was just going to go to uni for the sake of it. And I lifeguarded for years on the beach. 
always sort of was in that like sort of life-saving route, went down the firefighting route, uh, got in there. And then over the last six months, I've just moved full-time to online coaching. But it's always been like a side sort of hustle where I've been working. And it's always been decent busy, but not to the extreme of what it's been the last sort of 12 months. The last six months, it's like, a, as you said there, it, it's a snowball effect. It just seems to be building a lot of momentum very, very quick. Yeah. Uh, and that's why like, I want to say thanks very much. Because like, whenever you reached out first and foremost, your message wasn't like negative. It was very positive for a first chat. And the thing is, you don't normally get that from other people in the industry. It's usually yeah. like, uh, do you know what I mean? You don't get, oh, I'm glad you're doing well. It's more so a case of people being like, how the fuck's he doing that, Joe? Whereas it's really, really refreshing to see that. Yeah, 100%. I think you've got to be like that though, right? Yeah, no, 100%. I think like that is a rough background to me. Like I'm very family oriented, but I am a complete meathead. Like there's no <laughs> other definition for me. Like there's just, that's the way I am. I'm very cutthroat. You will hear a lot of swearing from me. You will hear bluntness, but that's just, I just run with it. You know what I mean? There's no sugar coating. I don't think there's much point, but I think that's enough background. People will probably be fucking half asleep here, but sure. <laughs> no, that's, that's awesome, bro. That gives a good little insight. Um, I mean, one thing you haven't mentioned is that your mom's a superstar of your business, right? Yeah, I would say my mom is my biggest lead generator by a country mile. 100%. And there's no, there's, no, there's no doubt about that. Like when people tune into my Instagram, like if you think about it, people, you can follow any PT and get like basic stuff like calorie deficit, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is very few will have videos of them doing a press up and their are on their back doing a salute. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and stupid stuff where like, we're having the crack, like for example, like, have you seen that? I don't know if you've seen that video. We are going to record it the next day or so, but it's, it's that song. Do you know the, the night crawlers? It's Friday. Yeah. People might not know this. My tone deaf, but like, we're going to record a video of her dancing at the car. And like my mom's <laughs> all game for her. Do you know what I mean? But it's, it's the thing of like, it does build. Like you'd be surprised how many, like, how much engagement I get off that and how much people love it. And the thing is, if people are enjoying it and it's bringing traction and my business is doing fine, it's obviously working for a reason, yeah. Joe. But she is, to be honest, like people even message me and be like, she's, she's the only reason you, you're doing well. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome to see though, right? Like that family connection. Like you said, you're a family man and you're getting your mom involved in everything you're doing on Instagram. Yeah, like, do you not find, like, I think what it is as well is it's relatable. Like, yeah. do you know, whereas, like, I find a lot of coaches and stuff, like, they're, like, I know you're a family man, same as me, and it, it's relatable. People connect with that. Whereas whenever all you see is the typical meathead that just eats chicken and rice and sells the same diet plan and, you know, or uh, somebody who's in fantastic shape and all they do is talk about that, it doesn't show who they really are because fitness is a part of your life. It's not yeah. everything. 100%. Like, even me and you, like, yeah, Joe, I mean, even me and you are really fitness-based, coach-based, all out there. But it's not like I wake up in the morning and go, my macros for the day are 180, blah, blah, blah. Do you know what? Like, I don't wake up like a robot. I wake up and be like, fuck, what, what am I going to do today? That's going to be a bit of fun, Joe. And I think people consume, like, assume that we're just calorie-spitting machines or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And it's very easy to be quite robotic as a coach in, in the industry because you think that being professional is what's going to get you you know, the clients and the, the leads coming in because you are the most knowledgeable person around. But like yeah. you said, you're quite new to the industry and like you're quite young. So like you've built a good business off your personality, mate, not off like being the longest, like the longest teeth and being in the game the longest amount of time. It's, it's off who you are and you're a family man and your mom's a big part of that. And it's fucking awesome, I think. 
No, a hundred percent. Like I would say, like the two things my business is built off. You'll see me post results weekly. It's just a result, and then the rest of my content isn't about like calories and nutrition and recovery and nutrient timing. Yes, I could, we could we could dive into that all day. But the thing is, if I put up something going gratitude or talk about like your home life and I talk about have you spent time with your mom have you actually took her out to fucking lunch people go fuck do you know what I'll do that and I think yeah. people get actually more value from that than because people you know yourself like if I turn around and you go how do you lose weight you're going to go calorie deficit and the whole world's in the same fucking place yeah <laughs> so I think people are sick of that and the need it's it, it's John's perfect example James Smith there's a reason he's doing well it's not it's not because he's he bangs out results every night it's because his personality is relatable and he actually hits his target audience well. Yeah, 100%. 100%, mate. 100%. So that's, the, that's sort of the way I go. Like you're, you're big into your family as well. And I think that, that sort of shines through. Like it's an overriding theme. Whereas you can see when somebody's in this just to be like Instagram famous or something. Like you can just, you can just see it yeah. through them so yeah, clearly. 100%. And like, I think a lot of people reach out to me because of the family guy, especially because a lot of my, my market is females, like 60, 60 to 65% of my client base is females. And I think they realize that I'm married, I've got a kid and I'm not going to be that creepy guy who's going to like take their pictures and be all weird with them. It's just a family guy that can take, <laughs> they can send me pictures in their underwear and I just think of it the same as like the next picture. Like there's no, there's no difference. I'm, it's just who I am and that's how I run my business is it's it's me as a person it's a I'm a family man and like family's important to me and um I'm not going to be that creepy sort of guy yeah. who's kind of lurking over them and like they're kind of on, on edge with you know what I mean yeah 100% like that, I think you can tell people like that a mile off they come yeah. they come through like it do you know what I mean like you can just say it and I think that's why like people like me and you are doing well in the space versus others whereas because we're in it for the right reasons like people can tell like you're not taking your money and then saving it trying to buy a fucking Lambo yeah yeah so, exactly like like I like whenever I, the first thing whenever I uh, like last year whenever I actually made half decent I brought my family on holidays do you know what I mean? I didn't fucking go, do you know what would be wicked? A Range Rover. I'm going to buy one and sit at the front and act like the boy and take pictures. I didn't think, I think that's, that's just not me. And the thing is, I think that you can get caught up in that sort of space. Yeah. But no, it's, it shines through and you can see it in yours as well. And I think, it, I think it is sort of what separates as well. It's that relatability. And even talking about stuff like we were chatting about before, like just with the fire service and stuff and diving into that. I'm not too sure if you wanted to go into that or what was the story, but. Yeah, 100% me. And I think that's that's a big part of you and who you are. And um, also, it, like you went from quite like a secure job, like in the fire service, it's a prestigious job. It's like, like you said, it took you, what, a year or two to apply to get into, and then it took six months of training. But it just wasn't fulfilling something for you. And like, there was something that you wanted to push this fitness side, it was that a little bit more fulfilling. So you left that stable, secure um, like prominent role to chase your dreams. So that's massive for anyone listening, I think. So if you can go into a bit about that, your background into, you know, applying for the fire service and then how you've ended up with a successful business you have today. So uh, practically I applied for the fire service and this is no joke. I applied, I wasn't one of these people that was like, I want to be a firefighter from when I was dead young. I was like, that fits in my values, what I want to do. I want to impact people's lives. I want to make a difference. And as much as people be like, oh, that's cheesy and it's a Disney movie, that is really what I'm about at the core of everything. And so I applied. Uh, I think there's about 7,000 applications the year I got in. Uh, it, I scored in the top 28. They don't tell you what number you are. 
I don't think I scored first before people think I'm going to spit that out. I definitely think I was number 28 more than likely. <laughs> uh, but I studied like a full-time job for it. My application process took eight months. Uh, I was in different parts of the world for multiple parts of it. had to fly home. I was in Vietnam, had to fly home for a fucking maths test. <laughs> I was in Greece, had to fly... No, sorry. Vietnam, I had to fly home for the interview. And I, and I was in Greece... And my girlfriend will, will kill me for this. I had to leave her in Greece on our holiday for two days to fly home and sit a math and English test and then fly back out. But yeah. the thing was, during my interview, I turn around, I turn around to them. They turn around to me and goes, you're very tan. I goes, yeah, well, I've got a flight. I've got a, I'm just back from Vietnam early, like three days early for this. And I think already that sets the precedent that this is important to me. And yeah. I was doing that extra bit. Uh, so applied, scored well uh, in completely over my head was really really tough to train and I was complete meathead I was probably the, the most bulkiest person in the course yeah to me like I could not run the length of myself and we were running all day and night then what happened was I loved the job like it's a proper dream job it was unbelievable so much fulfillment like saving lives making a difference is so so rewarding and it's it do you know what it is as well there's a real shift in your identity like as you said there it's that prestigious thing like that's what I probably struggled with most as much as I love the brotherhood and I loved everything I really struggled with the shift that people aren't going to see me as a firefighter now and are going to see me as a coach because yeah. I don't mean to sound cheap, but in people's eyes, like whenever my mom introduces me to somebody, it would have been, here's Tony, he's a firefighter. Now it's, here's Tony, he's a coach. And the person's like, all right, well, that's great for you, isn't it? So <laughs> the, 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 the thing, it's just, it's not, it's not worth. So I think that's probably what I struggle with. And that's more an ego thing. And that's just me being straight. Cause whenever you, you're in the fire uniform and you're walking by a kid, they're like, holy fuck, you know, they're, they're pure buzzing to see. You and you're, yeah. whereas if I wave to a kid now, that's like, I'm a pedo. Do you know? So I struggled with the, the change of where identity and what happened was the business just started snowballing. Uh, I was doing it on the side. It was always good. I never really planned to take it full time. And I got to the stage where I was fighting fires at night. We were maybe going to house fire. We were maybe doing this and that car accident. And then I was coming home and having to do check-ins and my sleep was going down. And if anybody has followed me for the last year, you, you might not have seen this because you've only maybe the last six, seven, I've aged, no joke, about 10 years in a year last year. See if you see me, I look about 22 and now I look, no joke, 35. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> no, like I'm not saying firefighting makes that happen, but I don't know what it is, but I've definitely aged from the, the sleep and stuff. And practically it snowballed. Uh, it, not that stress was getting a bit much, but it started got to the stage where I had no downtime. It was consuming my life and I'm all about fun. Like I'm literally just Mr. Messer. And it got to the stage where I was loving work both jobs but it wasn't going to be sustainable long term and one had to give and I love both jobs but the thing is as much as it's secure my dream isn't to be a firefighter yeah. my dream is to be a coach and as weird as that sounds like a lot of people will be like fuck that's a bit of a weird one because firefighting is a lot of people's it, it it's still I always applied and it did fulfill my values but this I impact people's lives at a different scale now I get a lot more freedom Joe, and it's it's going to fulfill my life a lot more. Like I can spend time at home. I can do this and that. And it, it, it was a big, big step and it was scary. And it took me multiple months to decide, like, was I going to do it? But it's definitely not, it, it, I always look at it like this. What am I going to regret down the line? Like what is really, really going to like, negatively impact me? Yeah. Yeah, that's massive, mate. Like, you know, you've got to follow those dreams and obviously both jobs were appealing to you, but you're going to take a bit of a hit. Like you said, you're not really sleeping because you're either waking up early after a shift 
to do check-ins or you're doing at the end of your shift and then potentially your client check-ins are suffering because you're so tired from the fire service stuff as well. Yeah, 100%. You're gonna you're burning the candles at both ends. Like you're really, really, like you've hit the nail on the head. The main reason I quit is because I had a ceiling with the amount of clients I could help. Yeah. And I think that's that's probably the main reason why I left because I, I knew there were so many people wanting on board. And as much as I hate saying this, I, I always hated whenever they went to somebody else and I just knew they weren't going to be able to help them as much as I could. So it sort of went to the stage where it, it came to like a no-brainer where I was always going to have to leave. And it, as you said, it was quality was dipping. People were noticing as well. So it just was either keep my business exactly where it is or roll the dice, take the gamble and see where it is. And I'm, I'm always the person that will go, I'd rather turn around in 10 years and go, fuck, that was a bad idea than go, fuck, what if? Do you know what I'm really, really about? Like, I'd rather roll the dice. I'd rather people go, fuck, he was a really good coach and now he's broke, rather than go, fuck, he was just this, this whole life, do you know, that he didn't take the, the big shot. Like, yeah, yeah. This is what... Yeah, like that's that's the way it is. But no, I, you've hit the nail on the head. Quality drops. If you're doing any of our job and you're online coaching, you're you're probably not delivering 100% of your clients. And I, I can vouch for that because I've done that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And then do you feel that being a coach now, like moving on from the whole fire service, Chad, um, being a coach now, you're the service of what you deliver from um, January when you, you left the fire service has improved a lot? Yeah, massively. Like I've added so much, like mountains and mountains of resources, hours and hours of education, just stuff I wouldn't have had time for or I would have put off because I've been working. Like if I was working 50 hours a week with a fire, like there's 50 hours a week I got back to improve service. So I could take on a couple more clients that'll improve my income, that'll improve my freedom. But on top of that, it also means that if a client has a problem, I'm not going, fuck, I'm on a chimney fire here, putting a hose down a roof, I'll get back to you in a couple hours. I can just reply there and then if they need something, I'm there. And I think that's the pros about if you're doing a full time, you're fully committed and you put in more work because they're they're my only income. So if I do a shit job and my business goes under, that's my fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's making that leap. Like, did you did you find that when you moved to coaching? Like, it's, it is a wee bit sort of scary. Yeah, um, like I've I've sort of always been kind of around the industry, but um, in the past year, I kind of went to an employed role for a company, um, and then within six months had left that um, for for numerous reasons. But uh, going back out on your own, and especially like the the confidence to grow the business, like in the past year, me the. the the change of me as an entrepreneur and a businessman and what I can provide my clients is a lot better. Like you said, like I might not have been doing a job where I was doing 50 hours a week, but um, like the, I'm not trading my time for money, if that makes sense, where it's not just the one-to-one session that people get the value. It's everything outside of that. Anyone who gets a one-to-one session with me is kind of lucky now because they kind of get that face-to-face time that nobody else gets. But Everyone who comes in is supported in in as if they're a one-to-one client. Like online coaching is still one-to-one coaching because unless you're in something like your academy, mate, where it's a group-based program, you're still getting that one-to-one uh, support, that accountability, that everything else that you you get with a, a one-to-one PT session, just for like the hands-on time in the gym. And that for me has been the massive uh, mindset shift. So kind of different to your own um jump but like very very relevant in the same that we can add more by being better business people and just providing more through this 
I, I, th- I think 100%. I think it, do you know what it is? It's, it's making sure you're all in. You're not just yeah. dab, dipping, a, dipping a toe in. You're, you're actually just going, right, I'm going to dive in head first. And if you watch anything, and I always love that quote, you know, about burning the boats. Do you ever hear that about the island? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, like if you're going to take the island, you need to burn the boats so there's no way back. Like if you imagine my business has like completely snowballed since I've left the fire service because there's no way back. I can't turn around to them next week and go, here's any chance I get my job back. I'll have to go through that whole process again. So that's long gone. So the thing is, if you want to, if you want to light a fire under somebody's arse, that's, that's the perfect way to do it. And they're going to work way, way harder. So I think if you are even considering the leap and somebody's listening to this and they're like, fuck, will I, will I not? Will I launch a podcast? Will I, like I had, I've had so many clients over the last year where I've just been like them, just do it. Like I've had somebody open up a business during like he's opening up a business like a restaurant during covid he's getting ready to open up now when they go back and like i love that because i'm like that's a ballsy move and that'll probably pay off for him and he'll be grateful whereas the only people who regret the jumps is the people who don't take them like don't take the leap and it's always always that because i was like that i was like fuck i'm sort of regretting not going for the coaching here i could be where i am now a year ago and be further and further and further but the thing is yeah, that's that's the only way people I think will really struggle with that is if they're afraid to make the leap. And the the problem is if you make it and it fucks up, who who really cares? Do you want? I think that's it's probably people's uh, perception of what the way people see them that probably affects the most. Like like me and you probably you probably don't struggle with that at all, do you? Like the way people see you. Um, to an extent, but you've got to realize, like for me, that would be like thinking about what other people in the fitness industry think about me, right? Like when I'm putting out content, my main thing is, oh, what if I come across as stupid or I don't know as much as somebody else? But then when you get the realization that Tony McAlevey or Nick Mitchell or whoever the fuck is in the fitness industry, they're not the ones who are paying my bills. And all that I need to do from one post is to impact one or two people with something positive and teach them something that then they can go away and make a better impact on their life, really. Yeah, no, I think that's on the money. Like you, you're only looking to change one person's life a day. Like you see, even just changing one thought, like can be such a big difference. And I, I think that's such like a vital part of coaching that a lot of people don't lean into. Like you just messaging somebody going, how's your day? Like yeah. that adds up. Like see, see, like I've been all my coaches and I'm sure you have too, where they don't speak to you. You, you yeah. barely get a, you barely get a message. And then you get somebody voice note and they're going, look, how's your, like I have clients on and their dads or doctors during COVID and I'm going like, What's the story with your dad? How's everything going? Do you know this? And, and they're like, holy fuck, you actually give two fucks about me. And then you're talking to them about what they want to do with their life. And I think small even diving into that drives people more. And it, it, it's getting to know a person as well. Like, And the problem is if you're doing like group coaching or you're not one-to-one, you can't deliver that sort of service. And would you say, like, as you said, with the perception thing, like that's the main thing I struggled with when I was leaving. It was the identity shift from being a firefighter to a coach and trying to get that in my head that, I wasn't following money, but I was following passion because obviously I'm making more money coaching. I'll be straight. But the thing is, I always felt like I was copping out like fulfillment, imp- impact, freedom. I, I was like, fuck, am I chasing money here? Not what I really, really want in life. So I really struggle with that shift. And I think a lot of people will as well. But most people usually don't leave a dream job for another dream job. And I think if you're doing something you don't like and you're trading, as you said, which I think is fucking cracking a point, time for money. That is not what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, 100%, mate, 100%. And how long did it take you then? So it's been since December, January when you left. How long did it take you to get over that, like, sort of fear of 
right, fuck, am I doing the right thing? Am I just chasing a little bit extra on my paycheck versus following my passion? To then come full way around when you've now realized, actually, I'm making a big impact in a different way in people's lives. And you kind of get over that fear of, um, like, that, that decision, that have I made the wrong decision? I think straight off the bat, what'll happen is if anybody makes the leap, it'll take a month or two, and then you'll get, like, a light bulb moment where you're like, yes this is it this is actually what my life's meant to be like and mine came like for example like i know it sounds weird but i went to like a like a like a psychological lecture and like he was just chatting about what way you're thinking and stuff and it literally hit me like a light bulb it was nothing to do with it and i was just like do you know what like i would actually be probably pulling somebody out of a car right now and i was like yes that was great yes i love it but i was also like fuck i love what i'm doing right now and sort of controlling your day and it, it was it, as you said i don't think it will shift fully like straight away You'll feel nervous. And if somebody tells you, oh, you'll make the leap and you'll open up a cafe and everything will be hunky-dory, they're talking complete shit. Like everybody gets self-doubt. Me, you, the best performers in the world get it. But the thing is, it's the people who push on through, who aren't afraid to roll the dice. And I think I would always call myself a gambler. Like always. I don't actually fucking ever gamble for fuck's sake. <laughs> but I mean, in terms of, if, if, if I have to roll the dice and there's a one out of five chance that something will pull off. Like I done t-shirts before. And they went absolutely dog bollocks. They were absolutely horrendous. <laughs> I didn't even want to sell. I didn't even want to sell them. And I pumped a couple hundred. I think I pumped like the guts for like three or four hundred pound in. And there's no joke. I am sitting in a room, and I mean, there's probably about eighty t-shirts in a corner. I could, I could send you out one if you want it, but you probably burn it. But the <laughs> thing is, I'm like, right, well, Jung what? <laughs> at least I, at least I went for it. You know, and I can always review that. But the thing is, I'm not going to turn around and go fuck. Imagine I launched that five years ago and that turned into like something like Gymshark or something big. Like there's so many of them now, and. The thing is, if I hadn't done that, now I'd be going, fuck, I wish I'd have done t-shirts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, not, not everything's going to go well. And I think a lot of people are afraid to turn around and say this and that. Like, I invested in, like, stocks and shares years ago and lost, lost a good bit of money. And people are afraid to say, like, oh, I, I sort of, I rolled the dice there and I fucked that up. But the thing is, you learn from it. And it, it's only people that have problems or failures or struggle that move forward. And I think a lot of people don't, like, show on that, you know, especially if they've done well. Yeah, or, they're, yeah. or they're going up like just it, it is sort of like we're sort of going down a rat hole here people are probably going where the fuck's this going but <laughs> we're, hopefully somebody's motivated to start something <laughs> <laughs> uh, no like what would you say on that would you say like you like with the you've always been in this sort of circle would you say that you you whenever you're talking to clients or like do people struggle to make the leap for you like in terms of like chase what they really want from life like their values or do you think people don't know what they want Man, I, I think in general, there's a lot of people out there who will know that you're the right coach for them and you're, I'm, or I'm the right coach for them, but they don't pull the trigger on that. And that's something that they're looking at, looking forward to. Like they know it's something that's going to benefit them. So for a lot of people, if they're going to take a leap in terms of leaving a secure job and everything they know, and they've got their partner and their parents and everyone telling them, I oh, sure, Tony, you can't leave that job. Sure, the fire service took you 18 months to get into. People will be having these people pull them back, right? And like you, like you know, how many conversations we have with people who think they want to change and then they'll hop on a, a, like a brainstorm call to find out about coaching and then they shit themselves because they don't feel like they're worth investing in. So if they don't feel that they're worth investing in a coach, which is going to bring them to that next level in terms of... Um, mindset training nutrition and overall happiness and well-being 
then they're probably not the type of people who will actually take a jump. Like that client of yours who, or that friend of yours, whoever you're talking about, who's opening a business during COVID, that, that excites me because if that was somebody that I knew, I would jump 100% behind them. I'd say, well, fuck, your man's got the balls to open and get this place ready during COVID when everything else is shutting down. I'm going to go as soon as I'm allowed to buy some food. I'm going to go and support his business, you know? But a lot of people will, will never get to that stage of opening that business because they're scared. I mean, they're scared of change. They're scared of investing themselves. They're scared of what might happen. But the other side of what might happen is what happens if it fucking works, right? Yeah, I think that's that's on the money. Like, and I think it's that sort of you surround yourself with. See, the more you do stuff like that, the more people like that come into your life. Yeah. Like, I didn't used to have clients like that, but since I've made the leap, all of a sudden now I'm seeing clients sort of go, do you know what? Like that same fellow that's opening up like a restaurant now, he opened up a ca- like a cafe like a month out from COVID, and now it like went fuck. It's it's obviously not went as well as he wanted because COVID happened. But the thing is, he didn't turn around and go, oh fuck it, do you know what? That's a sign. He was like, fuck it, I'm gonna open up something else, Joe. And, like, as you said, I think people aren't used to success around them or people making the leap or going for it. They're used to people playing it safe. Yeah. So when somebody else plays it big or goes for it, it sort of always, not inspires, but it always sort of motivates people to go, well, fuck, if like if my neighbor sees me do something like that, they're going to go, well, why the fuck can't I do something, Joe? Like, yeah. And I think it's nice to see whenever people go, Joe, and they take that. Whereas you have to probably be, if you're listening to this, you're probably going to be the first person out of your group or you know that'll make that change, make the yeah. difference and follow what you want. And then all of a sudden you'll see other people start doing it. Like you'll see other people start to leave jobs. You'll see other people start to change, start fitness, whatever it is and make the leap. And just like you said, I think a lot of people don't invest in coaching or take the leap or follow what they really want to do because they don't back themselves really. Like yeah. there's something, there's it's that doubt and you're never going to get rid of that. But the thing is you just have to be willing to go, fuck it. I'm going to go for it, Joe. And it, you're never going to be like, oh, I'm ready. It's never going to happen. Yeah. Like, I'd still be fighting fires today. I'd be still in the station if I was ready. Like, I definitely was not ready to leave. Like, I missed the crack. I missed bits and pieces. But the thing is, am I glad I left? 110%. It's definitely the right move. Yeah, 100%. Man. I think people need to, like you say, learn to back themselves and realize that if somebody else can do something, they can as well, right? Like, your business is in a position now where people might look up to you. And like we said at the start, um, that sort of tall poppy syndrome of wanting to bring people down. People, rather than thinking, well, how the fuck's he doing that? What's He's just lucky. Like, they just need to take a leaf out of your book and realize what you're doing is provide a consistent service and support. And they can do the exact same. It might take them longer. And Tony, they might have to work twice as hard as you because they won't have your mom to fucking be the social media star, right? But like you, anyone thing anyone sets out to do, they can do. They just might need to work harder. They might need to work smarter. They might need to work longer, but they can still get there, right? If you want to be the next Elon Musk, you, that, that can happen, but you're going to have to be prepared to fucking work and do it, make the right moves along the way. Um, like I remember I looked up to, to some of my friends, like my best man at my wedding, Chris Bradley, the Glasgow PT. Um, one stage he, he rebranded. He was knocking out tons of transformations. And I was like, fuck, he's just got this. He's lucky. Like his clients just must send them pictures of before and afters and be happy for him to share. And why can't I get this? And why can't I do that? And then I realized that I was being the problem and holding myself back because I can do the same as him. I just needed a bit of belief in myself that I can get the right people in and get, I knew I could get them the results, but for some reason they weren't happy with me sharing the transformations or they'd say at the start, I don't use my pictures without my, my permission. 
So when I see him knocking out the transformations, I thought he's just lucky because he gets the right clients. But I can get those clients too, and I just needed to realize. And sometimes you need somebody like that to, to, to motivate you and inspire you to go to that next level. So there might be some people on here, Tony, who are watching you and how successful you are, and they might think, oh, sure, whatever excuse to fire out, he's just lucky. He had money from the fire service to fucking pop into his business. He's got... The, you know the best mum in the world for social media or what you know whatever it is like they just need to get over the, the bullshit in their head as to why they can't do it and set out to actively just back themselves and just actually say well fuck it if that person can do it i can do it as well and it starts now yeah no i think that's on the money i think as you said there's also two types of people there there's people who will be like fuck that's unreal that that person's done it like the way you messaged me and was like look class so you're doing well when we had a chat no whereas then you get people that are like Oh, he's just lucky. That's just happened for him. He doesn't really deserve that. There's, there's two types of people and there's people who will see it, love it, and then move forward in their own life because it gives them fulfillment because you're like, why the fuck can't I do that if I'm doing that? Like, if I can make a living off coaching people, I'm putting up Instagram videos with my mum. Like, <laughs> I'm, sure you, I'm sure you can make a fucking living off anything. So it's a case of, the, it, there needs to be that. And the one thing that I laugh there is, I always get slagged on it. Like, Mickey always says it to me. Like, whenever he goes, do people ever look up to you? Nobody looks up to me because I am five foot fuck all for anybody who can't <laughs> see me. So whenever you say that, so like that brings me down to earth all the time whenever people say about that. Because the one thing I am not is like anything that's of like mad. Like, I am just normal average Joe and I'm just winging it just like you and like everybody else. And I think it's the case of, as you said, it's it's that... It's that overriding, like trying to get rid of self-doubt. But like, I think when you see somebody else do it, I always love the fact whenever like, for example, like my missus would have been very much like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Now that she's thinking, she's thinking really big picture because that's all I think. Yeah. But the thing is, the ideas might not work, they might not pay off. But the thing is, something will eventually pay off because most people won't take the gamble. They won't take the dice. They won't roll the dice. They'll play it safe. Just like they'll sit in the fire service, they'll be happy. But they know there's that wee bit more. And it, I'm greedy. Like if there's that wee 10% more I can have in life, I'm going to try and fucking grab it by the balls. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I think that's actually a really, like we definitely went down a wormhole with like the belief thing and all. But I think that's such a vital point. As much as it drills in, like we've went over like, where you can you can fall down you you'll have self-doubt but it's that wee small step forward like even if it's just like you said investing in a coach and backing yourself for the first time yeah like whenever you put in a really hard training plan and really hard nutrition plan for 12 15, 16 weeks i think that commitment if you you can then put that into anything else and your life will skyrocket like relationship business yeah 100 100 percent. so i think like like you said that's a like a big takeaway if we're going to sort of summarize the main points of this and, and i've already done out the artwork to this it's basically called like following your dream it's like just take that fucking leap like it, it, you'll never know if it's going to work out until you actually decide well fuck it i'm going to do it the worst case scenario it fails and you, you try your best to scramble back best case scenario you prove yourself right and you fucking just dominate and you just move forward with the most clear vision ever and um Start backing yourself now, surround yourself with inspiring, supportive people, and just take the leap and never look back. Yeah, no, 100%. I think the thing is as well, a lot of people sell like the, the I always I always hate saying this because it's like a cheesy quote, but a lot of people love selling the dream without the hustle, like the proper, like I worked 55 hours a week for the bars, worked 30, 40 hours a week with coaching for a year and a half. 
not yeah. because I was like, oh, great. It's because I, hadn't, I, I was like, I need to get this up to a level where I can leave. And most people aren't willing to, to work a 12-hour shift and then come home and do check-ins and only get maybe 30, 40 minutes off a day, you know, and then sleep. Yeah. The thing is, it, it's that initial grind. Like, you're, if you put in the work now, it'll pay dividends in two or three years. And I think we've summarized it all. Like, if you're if you're even remotely considering something, like you're even remotely considering whether it's doing a show, whether it's trying to become an online coach, whether it's a plan for the fire service, whatever it is, don't just don't wait. See the people that put stuff off. It just it it's going to be so long, and I've done that for years. And it's the only thing that I would say is like. Don't wait for anything to happen. Don't wait for the storm to pass. Just fucking go for it and grab it by the balls. I always say that. Just go for it. Like grab grab life by the horns and just fucking dive in. Yeah, hundred percent, man. I think that's a great a great place to leave it. So, I mean, if any of my followers are on here and um, they don't know who you are, can you shout out your Instagram or however it's best for them to follow you? Yeah, dead on. It's just my name. So Tony McAlevey on Instagram. Uh, I'm sure you can spell Tony right. McAlevey might be a bit of a nightmare, but I'm sure you'll get it if you type it in. M-C-A-L-E-A-B-E-Y. And that's sweet. You'll find me. You'll know it's me because if you click through my videos, you'll see my mom. <laughs> and she's the real star of the show. So 100%. You know what I mean? 100%. I'll have to get her it's on been- for the next podcast, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, you probably have to pay her for her time. Fuck's sake. <laughs> She's too, too much of a diva and superstar. Now. In. No, uh, thanks very much for having me on. I really appreciate the chat. No worries, mate. So, um, guys, if you follow, if you enjoyed this, follow Tony. We did go down a bit of a rabbit hole, but we deliberately decided because it's two boys from the same sort of area, we wouldn't have it too scripted. It's just a bit of a chat. Um, so this has been the least scripted one out of... Um, everything we've done so far but hopefully you've got some massive nuggets out of that and um, give tony a follow watch what he's doing he is an inspiring guy and he's a funny guy and you need to see these videos of his mom after all we've chatted about here um so tony thanks for coming on buddy and um, this should be out in the next week and people can enjoy it um guys have a great time and i'll speak to you very soon thanks for listening to the o show with your host oren mccory If you liked this episode, then please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening and share this on your social media. We'll see you on the next episode for more no-nonsense advice to help you supercharge your efforts in the gym, in the kitchen, and most importantly, in your head. See you then.